Siata Dishmaya, now let's focus on Ahavasi Israel and and how it correlates to us during the Hanukkah time. And again, we're going through these windows in time, these cosmic windows in time, because every every Yom Tov, every time period, such as Hanukkah, Purim, and so forth, gives us the energy to also, within every single day, we have to look at the essences of these Yom Tovim and also of you know these cosmic openings that we can take advantage and use it within ourselves and Klal Israel around us to foster and develop more of a bond between between Klal Israel and create more unity. And so here in Hanukkah it talks about the 13 breaches which the Benish High cites the Arizal regarding an anomaly in the bracha for kindling Hanukkah lights. So unlike Lechalik Ned Shel Shabbat or Yom Tov, we simply say Lechalik Ned Hanukkah. And so Kabbalah is the source for this wording. The object is to reference the word Nahal, which means stream. And the first letters of each word of the blessing, Lechalik Nel Hanukkah, comprise the letters of this word. And so furthermore, it's a two-way stream. One stream stands for Nafshenu Hiksalish Lehashem. Our souls are waiting for God's salvation. And this expresses Bitahon, which emanates from us and flows to Hashem. And the current also flows in another way, from Hashem to us, with the verse Notzer Chesed Lealafim. God preserves kindness for 2,000 generations. These are the eighth and ninth attributes of God's 13 attributes of mercy. So what's the significance of this? So the Ben Ishai explains that on each of Hanukkah, the day of Hanukkah, a different one of the 13 attributes of mercy is aroused. Day one is Kael, God. Day two is Rachum, merciful. Day three is Hanun, gracious. And, and so forth. The attribute for day eight is Notzer Chesed. God preserves his kindness. While Lalafim for 2,000 generations is designated as trait nine, even though it's attached to the words preceding it. So therefore, along with the eighth attribute come the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th attributes, all on the eighth day of Hanukkah. And this is the day we call Zos Hanukkah. It's a special day distinguished from the other seven days of Hanukkah because on it, all 13 attributes of divine mercy come into our world. And similarly, when we read from the Torah, Hanukkah, each day's reading recounts the gift of one Nasi representing his tribe as part of the Hanukkah's Habayas of the Mishkan with readings for each of the 12 tribes plus the reading of Aharon's lighting of the menorah on behalf of the Kohanim, we have 13 readings to recite and only 8 days in which to recite them. So therefore on the 8th day we read the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th and 12th readings plus that of the menorah lighting which corresponds to the 13th Shvet of the Kohanim, the Leveim. And what's the connection between the 13 attributes and the holiday of Hanukkah? So Masech Midot describes various boundaries and gates around the Bet Hamidash. One of them was called the Soreg, which was only 10 tefachim, about 40 inches high. It didn't serve the purpose of a real wall, 
However, the Mishnah says that the Greeks made 13 breaches in it when they assaulted the Bekhtamidash. As we sing in Maozur, they breached the walls of my towers. And the Mishnah adds that when we won the war, we filled in those breaches. And the people would approach each breach and bow down in gratitude to God for our victory. And what exactly is the significance of the 13 breaches in this Sorek wall? Rav Gedalia Shor explains that the purpose of this uh, Tetefach wall was to designate an area where non-Jews were not allowed to go. Other people were also barred entry. For instance, those who were ritually impure were not permitted to go past the, the Soreg. And other areas were restricted, allowing only Kohanim to enter. However, the Greeks rejected the premise that they should be excluded from any area. In their view, their achievements in logic and philosophy made them equal to the Jews. And the breaches they made were meant to break down any differentiation between Jews and non-Jews. But there's a further question. Why the number 13? Why didn't the Greeks make 11 or 12 breaches? And the answer is that 13 corresponds to the 13 attributes of mercy with which God interacts with the Jewish people. And that's one of the primary factors that differentiate the Jews from the non-Jews. And that is what the Greeks were attempting to break down. And so Moshe Rabbeinu says in Shemot, And I and your people will be made distinct from every from every people. So immediately thereafter, God introduces the 13 attributes of mercy, which is a special covenant made specifically for the Jewish people. And the Greeks rejected any concept of the Jewish people's singularity among the nations of the world. And these 13 attributes were just that, a statement that Hashem has singled us out to be his children, to interact with us as our loving father with a unique level of patience and mercy. And when we emulate the 13 attributes to mercy, we are fulfilling the mitzvah of, and you shall go in his, Hashem's ways. And we must also exercise patience and mercy for the simple reason that a son goes in the ways of his father. We're called the children of God. And therefore, we are the ones who must carry on the family values. The Torah Devorah tells us that this is why we must live up to and emulate those 13 attributes of God. And it's the way that we actualize our father-child bond. And with this, the Sefer Yerak Lemoadim by Rabbi Yurahim Olshin, the Rosh Hashiva of Beis Midrash Govoha, explains a custom described by the Magen Avraham on Shukanaruk, as well as the Mishnah Brura and and Kaf Achaim. The custom is that poor children would go out and collect money on Hanukkah. And this is the origin of the famous custom of Hanukkah Gelt. In recent years, some have claimed that this is a non-Jewish custom, but as we see here, it's not. The initial aim of the Hanukkah Gelt was to give charity, but to avoid embarrassing poor children and involved into gifts of money for all. And the practice is based on Ramban in Chilchos Matnos Aniyim which states, all Jewish people are like brothers. As it says, you are children of God. If we're children of God, we're all brothers. And if one doesn't have mercy on his brother, who will have mercy on him? And to whom are the poor of the Jewish people looking? To their Jewish brethren who are going to help them. So if the Greeks Greeks were trying to obliterate our position as children of God, and therefore brothers to one another, 
Our answer to them is to redouble our brotherly connection by caring for Jews indeed. And so thus, Ahavas Yisrael, and specifically giving tzedakah, have a preeminent role in our celebration of Hanukkah. The Sefer Sakedas Yitzhak at Torah, a Hasidic commentary by Rabbi Yitzhak Mendel Danziger, tells us that Metisiahu was the Sadiq Hador, and as such, he bore the responsibility to unite the hearts of the Jewish people. That why, that's why his cry was, Mi Lashem Elai, where whoever is for Hashem, come to me. His call was not only meant to gather the Maccabim, but to rally all the Jewish people together. The Sefer asserts that only, the only reason the Jewish people won the war, the only reason was because of their Akdut, imbued them with strength. And this symbolized by the oil that played a central role in the miracle of Hanukkah. The connection is in the way oil reacts when mixed with water. Normally oil rises as a single mass above the water. But that only occurs if the oil is unadulterated. If the oil and water are shaken vigorously so that they become integrated with each other, the oil doesn't rise. The oil exemplifies the power of the Jewish nation when we are united. That is when we can rise above our enemies. And no one, no one can have an impact on us. So whenever God wants to endow the Jewish people with a bracha, there must be a vessel to hold it. The Mishnah says, God did not find a vessel to hold the bracha for the Jewish people except for peace. And furthermore, the safer quote to comment by the Noam, by, by, by Noam Elimelech, on the Pasuk in the Torah that describes Paro's dream, which depicted seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. So the Torah in Bereshit relates the dream. Behold, when behold, out of the river there emerged seven cows of beautiful appearance and robust flesh, and they were gazing in the marshland. Noam Elimelech interprets the verse to mean the Jewish people graze in tranquility when they are in brotherhood. And the word means marshland but its root is brother and thus as the Noam Elimelech interprets the Pasuk during the good years we can see each other as brothers and furthermore in the Pesukim about Paro's dream and Yosef's interpretation the Torah describes the cattle during the time of plenty as cows of robust flesh and Rashi explains that when each cow looks good and healthy to the others it's a sign of good years and that's because they are able to feel content even in the presence of another good's fortune. However, when they are all malnourished, they see all the others as malnourished as well, as if they cannot stand to recognize that someone has more than they do. So on a human level, we can relate this to the tendency of someone who's in a difficult place in life to focus on the deficiencies in others. It's too difficult for him to see himself at the bottom of the heap. And on a deeper level, however, Rashi says that when everyone has a good eye towards everyone else, this brings satiation to the world. It's a portent of good times to come, not a symbol of the current situation. When people see each other with a good eye, eye and tov, without competitiveness and jealousy, Hashem sends bracha. And so therefore, when we experience a time in which everyone is getting along with one another, we know that bracha lies ahead. And we read about the reunion of Yosef and the brothers throughout the Yom Tov of Hanukkah because Hanukkah is meant to inspire Agdut among brothers. And we also read about the gifts of the 12 tribes during these days, as we mentioned earlier, to further focus on the unity among the different segments of the Jewish people. So echoing these themes, the Haftarah of Parashah by Yigash, 
which is read about the time of Hanukkah, discusses the uniting of Yehuda and Yosef. By taking these messages to heart, Bezrat Hashem, we will foster among us the actus necessary to bathe the world in bracha. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen ve'amen.